there. I'm Francoise Von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to season two of the 3D Insights Podcast. We're kicking it off with a conversation about CES 2022. But before we get started, the 2022 3D Insights Awards kicked off this week, and this year we're partnering with IMAPS and will present the awards in person at the IMAPS Device Packaging Conference on March 7th in Fountain Hills, Arizona. Nominations are open until February 10th. All the information is on the website at 3dinsights.com, so go and check it out. Okay, so as you probably know, the Consumer Electronics Showcase, CES, took place live in Las Vegas earlier this month. And the official attendee report is 45,000 in-person attendees and 2,300 exhibitors, as well as 1,800 global media representatives. A third of the attendees were said to be from outside the U.S. Now, that sounds like pretty big numbers, but that's only about a quarter of the usual turnout, according to the Las Vegas Review-Journal. The show closed a day early because of Omicron, and many tech publications didn't even send editorial teams and chose to cover it virtually instead. Now, my business partner and CEO at Kite Rocket, Martijn Pirik, did attend in person, and he's here with me today to give us his perspective on the first live CES experience since COVID began. Hi, Francoise. Hi, Martijn. Welcome back. Thank you. How was it? How was the show? It was an interesting experience. Um, you know, I really wanted to go, despite the fact that Omicron really um, caused some major disruptions up until probably the last minute before the show. Um, I know that just uh, from our own experience uh, at the agency, two of our Kydraka clients uh, decided to pull out just a week before um, because of uh, Omicron concerns and travel restrictions. So... Yeah, it's impacted all of us, and so... Um, no pun intended? <laughs> no, no pun intended. It was just uh, one of those things where I felt that I still wanted to go. I wanted to experience it. Um, not many of people can uh, can say they actually had the experience of being there during this time, and uh, I wanted to be able to kind of give everyone a little bit of a live report from what really happened. Awesome. So walk me through the process of just getting in. What did you have to go through? Um. So the registration process before you even went to Vegas um, is was fairly simple online, as always. Of course, there was a little bit more in-depth questioning on COVID and making sure you're okay with all the restrictions and so forth. But in general, um, that was pretty simple. Uh, once we got to um, CES, they sent us all to the West Hall, which is a little bit further away from the main North and South Halls where you usually kind of would go first. Um that's where we um, we had to go to uh, basically a little check-in center where they you get into the first line to basically just confirm that you have been vaccinated. Okay. So they used a clear system like they did with Semicon, Semicon West, West as well. Okay. That was quite a successful and easy process. Then they give you a little ticket that says that, you know, they've checked you. And then you go to the next, next desk and you check in and they check you in. And you show them your barcode from the registration and your COVID um, vaccination uh, confirmation card. And then you get your badge and you get a free test kit, a rapid test. And then you're good to go. Um, I was there early in the morning uh, on Wednesday morning, second day of the show, I believe. And um, it was very quiet. 
yeah, you sent some pictures and it was amazing how few people were there. I, I would imagine that process would have been a bigger deal if more people had showed up though. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was, um, worried that it was going to get really uh, difficult to, uh, you know, with lines, because obviously that's something that people may be uncomfortable with as well, but it wasn't. So that was obviously the first indication that it was going to be a pretty quiet show, right? Yeah. Day two, Wednesdays, Thursdays are usually pretty good shows, days of the show. I've been going there for, you know, almost two decades now. And, um, you know, you expect to see 150, 200,000 people walk through the show, which means everything goes slower, right? There's lines for everything. It doesn't matter if it's your registration or a sandwich or a taxi, everything takes time. Nothing took time. Everything. So that must the, have been kind of nice. You're kind of spoiled. It is, it is nice <laughs> from that perspective, right? Uh, get off the plane, walk straight into a taxi, walk straight into the hotel, straight in, checking in quickly, get into your room and all that. That went fast. Um, what was pretty cool, um, kind of on the side note, but I thought it was really cool is when, uh, when I got to CES, I took the monorail in there got to the main entrance and they said, well, you need to go to the West Hall to register. So I, so I uh, said, well, how do I get there? So, oh, well, you go down these escalators here. There's this like underground, it's almost like a train station and or a tube station as, uh, as the Brits say, right? And you come down the escalator and you see these two, literally these tubes cut out in, you know, in the ground. They're about, I don't know, just a little bit wider than a regular car. And you come down the escalator and there is probably 20, 30 Teslas sitting there waiting for you. And you just jump in the back seat of the Tesla and you go through this tube that is literally just as wide as your car and that goes all the way to the West Hall, a couple of miles. So for like two or three minutes, you're going through this through this tube from, from one place to the other just to get to the West Hall. I thought that was really cool. We're all brand new Teslas. So from a sustainability perspective, I guess they, uh, they're definitely working on that. And uh, So this course, is underground? This is all underground. So is this all new since the last time? Um, so I did not go in um, 20, 20, 2020. 2020 or 2019. I've been many, many years before mm -hmm. that, but I actually had skipped 2019 and 20. So it may have been there sooner, but I had never noticed it. But it was cool. It was a, a fun experience. I took some videos. I'll, I'll post them online. That's, that is really cool. Okay, so speaking of sustainability, um, from what I've read, this year's focus was on the metaverse, cryptocurrency, sustainability, and repairability. Also, automotive was a big topic, um, and wellness and the home. So that seems to align with most of the hot topics of the year, but uh, does that align with what you experienced when you were there? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think that, um, so I, I hit the West Hall first and a lot of the West Hall was all about mobility. So some of the larger car manufacturers, some of them I've never even heard of, right? Because a lot of EVs and autonomous uh, vehicles that are being developed by new companies that I was not aware of. And so it was very interesting to see all these new brands popping up and all these new technologies or, or automotive, you know, uh, platforms uh, popping up. Uh, and but that also all the technology around it, right? So there was so there's so much technology that manages autonomous driving, that runs uh, you know, electronic electric vehicles and so forth. Um, so you know there was just this whole ecosystem around it. But uh, what I found interesting is that on the mobility side, a lot of the exhibitors did show up. Um, it wasn't there. There was some really big open spots in that hall, but that's you know because big car manufacturers have very big booths, and so yes, there was a few open spots. But in general, I was actually surprised how many there were. Um, 
and uh, and how well um, represented that that segment of the industry was. Um, Any indication about how supply chain shortages and chip shortages are impacting that segment? Because there seem to be the, the the segment of the industry that really is needing more semiconductor chips. Yeah, I mean it's it's talk of the town. Everyone's talking about it. Um, you know, when you go to CES, you're looking at future technologies and you're looking at what's coming. So the chip shortage was not really topic of the day there. Okay. We're really talking about what's coming and what's going to be driving, you know, next, both in-car, um, you know, infotainment and safety systems as well as outside. And so, um, so there wasn't really a lot of talk about the chip shortage other than just kind of. That must have been kind of refreshing then. A yeah, break a little break from all the ne- negativity and see what we have to look forward to coming down the road. Yeah, that's that's why I really wanted to go to CES. You know, just uh, just seeing a couple of my clients pull out right before the show was uh, disheartening. Especially, uh, you know, um, my client Omnivision, who has spent uh, we have worked for a good part of last year to help them um, refresh their brand and rebrand the company. Um, and our big launch was uh, was going to be at CES with uh, with reception party, you know, a lot of media activity and so forth. And so having to pull out right before the show was really disappointing. Um, and but I, I must say that the media was uh, was really good about, despite the fact that they had to cancel, uh, was really good about rescheduling virtual meetings and still you know holding to their. Uh, to their promise, and so that was that was really good in in that perspective. Um, I think the virtual events that were held also were quite successful. So for Omnivision's um, launch, I would say, with all the challenges we had, we had a, a highly successful launch, and uh, and I think that um, you know we'll carry through in the in into the rest of the year through our social media and other activities that are are going on. So, but you know, it is it's just tough to see companies spend so much effort, money. And energy, you know, into a big event like this, all really working towards it, uh, and looking forward to you know a big bang, and then having to kind of yeah, deal I mean, with everybody, the disappointment. I'm, I'm sure it was. It's you know, everybody as we've been going on through this for the last two years now, and everybody was really hopeful that CES was going to happen, and then Omicron hit, and we never know when the next variant is going to hit, and we kind of have to just get on with life, I think, at some point. And um, yeah. do you think that, you know, we have a bunch of events coming up for our industry over the next year, and hopefully we'll be able to all be at all of them in person, but do you think that, you know, with virtual events showing so much success that we're going to be looking at hybrid models going forward? Um, I, I think, I think the the, uh, the virtual event will not go away. It will become part of every global trade show. Um, it opens the world up to you know a lot of people that may not actually be able to physically go there. Um, but in general, I would say you cannot replace the human interaction piece of of you know of, of trade shows and events. Um, you you can't you can't replace touching feeling seeing firsthand experiencing a new a new product or a new technology the way you can at a, at a CES where you can sit in it or on it or you can play with it or you can you know try it out and so forth it's just like with shopping right online shopping is is right. wonderful but you can never fully uh, replace that experience and i think on the business side when it comes to 
uh, trade shows and conferences, there's always going to be room for in-person in events, and, and I don't think they'll ever go away. I do think that, you know, COVID in general has probably um, made companies realize that not everyone has to travel as much as we used to. Um, that combined with the fact that obviously we are dealing with real environmental change, right? Uh, and climate, uh, climate change is real and is, is not going to stop. And so, you know, having a few less planes up in the air and, 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 you know, reducing our carbon footprint through, you know, more virtual events would be, uh, I think a very welcome addition, but I, I can't. I miss actually the interaction with the people. I was so happy to be able to go, even though I really, you know, was was very disappointed to see the low turnout. Even I think the 45,000 or so they say were there, it was hard to even see that those numbers were there. I wonder well, if... Well, the spaces are just so big that they have so much capacity for, you know, the crowds. Um, crowds look smaller in bigger spaces. Yeah, but I also don't know if um, if those were registration numbers or actual right. people that picked up their badge and went. It felt really, really empty, really empty on Tuesday and on Thursday, even so. Um, and they did they closed it a day early, and then they yeah. and they ended the show a day early because of that, uh, which was probably a good decision. I would think there'd be must be a happy medium out there somewhere because I would think that if I mean I admittedly have never been to CES, but I think that the crowds would make me crazy. And the idea that if there are fewer crowds that you can actually not have to stand in line all the time, that you can actually get to touch and see and feel everything you want to, that if, you know, to me, the perfect world would be a more limited attendance, not not as few as 45,000, but not 200,000. Well, I think in the case of CES, you're definitely, we're definitely seeing uh, a reduction in the, um, in the general public that we're, right? So normally a CES would attract a lot of business people, but it would also attract quite a lot of just general population who wanted to see the latest technologies mm -hmm. and the latest products, you know, when it comes to cars or in-home entertainment or TVs or whatever it is. And so um, I think, you know, people are not doing these events during, you know, a COVID pandemic just to see what the latest and greatest in, in consumer electronics is. So from that perspective, I feel that both CES, similar to Semicon West, which we saw in December, also got a much lower turnout. But I think what I saw with, in both cases is that the lower amount of people uh, was was one side of the equation, but the quality of the, the, the right. people that were there was much higher. People do not go there just to check it out, right? right. You need to be there. You need to be there for business, and you want to... So business conversations were better. You know, I, I remember uh, from the feedback I got from several companies, you know, throughout the uh, the, uh, the Semicon West show and, and, and the same at CES, that companies are saying, yeah, we're seeing a lot less people, Um but those who are coming here are coming for a purpose and they're coming for business discussions and uh, and we've had some really high quality visitors and so it kind of offset a little bit of the disappointment of not having the amount of traffic you normally would get. Yeah, I'm sure Las Vegas wasn't happy with the lack of traffic, but No, I I you know, I've been thinking about what to say about CES. I don't want to sound too negative because it was still 
quite exciting. I was really excited to be there to see the new things. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit about mobility, but the metaverse obviously has become this big new thing and everything that's related to that, specifically augmented reality and virtual reality, machine learning and uh, artificial intelligence, the integration of those types of technologies into gaming, toys, infotainment, entertainment, all that stuff, you could see that everywhere, right? And so that's really, uh, that was a really cool development. So, um, you know, from that perspective, I I think that, you know, it's it's been a successful show for the exhibitors. I think in combination with their virtual exhibits, they probably would still um, have gotten some value out of it. It's hard to justify, you know, big million dollar booths when you barely get any visitors. So I I can understand that the bigger companies had, yeah, had a had a real hard time, uh, you know, paying that bill. But that is what it is. But um, but as I was going through, kind of. What did I learn from the show? What did I take away from it? What I took away from it, I'm not. this is not just CES, but it almost felt like a new year, a new mindset. Yeah. Um, the, the moment I left my house and went to the airport all the way through the process of going to the airport, getting to Las Vegas airport, getting into the city, checking into hotels, you know, interacting at restaurants, at other service stations, at the CES show... The hospitality industry is starting to realize how important their customers are. And with, you know, with a lot of the shortages we have on the supply chain, with a lot of shortages we have on uh, personnel and finding a good workforce, I think more and more business, these businesses are starting to realize how important it is to take really good care of your customers. And they did an excellent job. Mm -hmm. I mean, Vegas was a different Vegas. I've been going, I love going to Vegas. I've been going for many, many years, but I got treated, you know, like royalty everywhere from from the Southwest, you know, uh, information desk to the hotel, to uh, the restaurants, to the information desks and their sign-up desks at CES, everyone, people were extremely friendly, extremely helpful, and you felt really welcome in this city. And I think uh, Las Vegas did a really good job of, uh, you know, of kind of kicking that off. And I'm hoping that this is a trend we're going to continue in 2022. You know, we've we've had a lot of, um, a lot of, stuff to deal with as people, you know, being stuck in, in COVID, but also just the way the world is today. Um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of anger and animosity and, and negativity out there. And, and to get a really positive vibe and experience in Vegas, I'm hoping to see that carry through into 2022 as a new theme of the friendlier us, you know, going back to taking good care of each other and, um, um, appreciating the jobs we do, appreciating the customers that come in mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and valuing them that. And so being in the service industry, you know, as an agency owner, this is all we do. And, and, and it's always very important to me, but to see that top to bottom, you know, really happening at that level, it's just, uh, that was just refreshing and, and wonderful. Yeah, and I think on the service industry side, especially in hospitality, I think it goes both ways. They're appreciating us, and I'm certainly appreciative of anybody who has to wait on me or do something on that end. You know, know, all these restaurants, all these hotels, all these you know these venues have had to shut down. Have lost Mm -hmm. a lot of people because they couldn't keep them on. Many of them weren't even full time employees; probably were some kind of you know temporary or seasonal workers or contract workers. So it's been extreme, extremely hard for them to come back and ramp back up. And 
have the same level of service, you know, not e- not just frontline, but the customers also, you know, the cooks in the kitchen and the everyone, everything has to be relearned. And so <laughs> mistakes are going to be made. But if you treat people friendly and if you ask for a little bit of patience and you are, you know, just making sure that they have a great experience while they're, you know, while they're getting this service, then it's okay to deal with a little bit of lower quality, you know, of what you're used to, right? Right. Well, again, life lessons from CES. Life lessons from CES. <laughs> yeah. No, CES was um, uh, was an interesting experience. I feel like um, my badge is a collector's item. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not too many people have one of those. Um, yeah, no, I just really wanted to kind of be there for everyone that couldn't be there. And so um glad you, you know, got me on the show and got me to uh, provide some input and feedback on what CES was all about. I, you know, there's been a lot of stories about the turnout being low and it being a disappointment, but I think, uh, there's been success, some success there as well. And I think, uh, you know, if the metaverse is really what the metaverse is supposed to be, then it shouldn't matter. Right. Right. So let's see. Well, thank you for showing us the silver lining of CES. I'm really glad that you were there to bring it home to us. And I'm looking forward to having you on the show again. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, best place to find you is? Martine at KiteRocket.com. Okay. Or LinkedIn? Or on LinkedIn. Or LinkedIn. Okay. And everybody go visit KiteRocket.com to see what we do there. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you, Francoise. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.